What's going on, everyone? Alex De Silva, happy as Larry Group. I hope you are well. And welcome to another episode of the Feel Good Show. I am very pleased to announce my guest today, Marie Dahlgren. She is the founder of Enzo Style and Enzo Coach. And she is also the, um, uh, the, podcaster for uh, Enzo Real. So you can check her out. She's the host. That's the word I was looking for, for Enzo Real. Go and check her out on iTunes. And Marie, so lovely to have you here. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Good. Enjoying being here. Good stuff. So um, I just wanted to, I was actually quite curious. One of the things, and I'm going to start with this question. It's a simple one, but where does the Enzo come from? Um, it came from my imagination, I think, but um, actually there is a Japanese symbol, which is called uh, Enzo, and it means total enlightenment, universe, universe the moment when um, mind is free to create. So that's why I chose this symbol, and it was pretty many years ago. Ah, okay. <laughs> Eleven, I think already, yes. Yeah. And so what was the, um, was it something to do with, with a personal interest? Was it like a heritage or? Uh, I would say both. I think it's personal interest because as long as I remember myself, I was always interested in um, esoterics, in something which is beyond the horizon, so to speak, or I I like to, deep deep uh, dig deep in into things uh, to think so i think yes that's why and uh, i just like this yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. right. it's very interesting it's just it's one of those names that for me i thought oh, that sounds like an interesting name so i thought i really wanted to just kind of find out a little bit more and you know and, and where it came from you know talk to me about about you you know you you seem to you've got enzo style which i like to know a little bit more about mm-hmm. and you also have, which I'm assuming is, is a coaching business as well. Yeah. yeah. So talk to me about that. And how did you kind of, you know, get into, mm-hmm. you know, in, into this career? Actually, it was a pretty long ride because I started as most of us uh, as hired person. And at that time, I lived in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Originally, I'm from Russia. So mm-hmm. if somebody is curious about my accent it's from russia and from ukraine and um, i worked for a few years in different places including ministry of economy of ukraine and banking system and i had pretty good jobs and uh, positions too Um, but eventually i was searching always for something and uh, eventually i realized that problem not made for being a hired person i want to create definitely and i want to create the way i want and i want to create something which is mine mm-hmm. uh and uh, my first business was manufacturing and design of furniture actually oh, okay. so for a while we were doing this and uh, um i also liked photography always but it was more like a hobby um, and I think it came to me from my granddad and my uncle because as soon as, as long as I remember myself being a child, I was always 
next to them and they were always photographing, doing these sort of things. Mm -hmm. So eventually I set up Enso Style, which is company in um, photography and 360-degree tours, okay. uh, 360-degree videos and uh, virtual reality now because they go in combination currently. Yeah. As for Answer Coach, I think it came to me pretty naturally too because <laughs> always I was a person to whom people were tend to, to come when they were seeking help or so, some sort of healing or understanding. And uh, eventually I just got this idea, <laughs> why can't I do this just professionally? I can earn money because I, as all of us, I have to leave. Yes, I have family, I have a child. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I would like to do this on a professional level to help people to enjoy this and so in, in such a way to fulfill to be fulfilled. Yeah. So that's my story quick, short. And uh, the second project which I started was Answer Coach. It's life and business coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say I was in a pretty dark place at that moment when I started this project. And it was more at that time like self-help, self I think. Sure. Um, and um, it, it it worked. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I joined the Ericsson College of Coaching, um, which is situated in the headquarters they have in Canada. Uh, after that, recently, I finished the training with Tony Robbins and Chloe Madanes. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's what I really, really, really like and love and um, it's part of my mission too, mm -hmm. to be here, to heal people as much as I can. And um, what I would lo love also to mention that maybe all of the, all people go through this sort of experiences and changes during their lives. But when I was younger, of course, there was a youth maximalism and uh, I wanted everything and I wanted now and I wanted some kind of greatness. Now I'm getting more calm and I understand one person at a time, one person at a time. Actually, it's very, it's a lot to help one person because you never know what the total effect it will have on his or her, um, her environment, family and other people. So mm -hmm. just be humble and do what you can the best. Yeah. No, fantastic. You, you touched on the reason you came into to coaching was mm -hmm. actually for as self-help, you know, and, and you, you explained that you went through a bit of a, of a dark stage um, mm -hmm. in your life. Would you mind kind of elaborating on that and just kind of explain what happened to you? Um, I was always thinking, and I think still that I'm a pretty strong person, but I think at that time, just everything came all together at one moment. So I was not pretty happy in, um, I was not happy mm -hmm. in my first marriage and it was depressing. Mm -hmm. I had um, a three-year-old kid at that time. I was not working because I was sitting with a kid. 
which was a, a big challenge for me. Mm-hmm. I, as I told you, I started working in the Ministry of Economy. So I used to work and have a position and yeah. bring money and so, so on and so forth. Uh, on top of that, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make it even more, even better, it's not funny, actually, it was a very dark uh, moment. My uncle died uh, three months prior to my mom was diagnosed uh, to have cancer. Of course, their mom, my granny, was very not in very good shape, and he, she had a heart attack. And I decided to divorce. And it was winter in Ukraine. Wow. (laughs) It was, but, you know, um, I was, it was really a very, very dark place. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was amazed that I can, I, I, I managed to be in this place. Because as I said, I was always, positive person and I am positive person I was always saying life is a good place to be life is beautiful life is awesome uh, and uh, eventually I found myself in in depression and um, there was time when uh, I started I, I can't say that I was addicted but I was heading to to cure into to, into this direction because I started to cure myself with not good substances, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very strange experience because one part of yourself understands that you're in depression and you cure yourself on purpose and that it's not good, and if you will continue, it will be maybe even an addiction, and there will be maybe a point of no return. Other part of myself. I remember this talk inside myself. Other part of myself was saying, you have to seek help. And at the same time, I got this response, but no, you're strong. How you can seek? So for some reason, in my perception at that time was belief, was such a belief. <clears throat> I am more than sure now that it's a limiting belief mm-hmm. that <clears throat> to seek help is, is a weakness. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. So I just want to, to tell this maybe to those who listen to us and they're in the midst of depression or other not good states. Go to people, seek help. That's, that's what eventually helped me. So I found people, um, they were not professional helpers, uh, but they were just good friends. And uh, their understanding, their care just helped me. Uh, to go through this experience and um, now looking back I would say yes it was dark it was not a very good place not at all but at the same time this place in that time revealed in myself revealed even more strength in myself but that's another form of strength it's not the strength where you're just yelling screaming shouting I am strong yeah look at me mm-hmm. no it's very calm but it's very deep and it's like um, self-sufficient, I would say. Sure. So that's that's my story again, short, because it's very hard even to put this into words, how I felt. So I understand it was more emotionally and more morally emotionally, but it was really, really, really hard. Yeah, it seems like it, it's, which sometimes in life it's, it, it 
these things sometimes happen all at once. You know, mm-hmm. it just seems to be that ripple effect of, you know, of just, you know, when, when something positive is happening, it all seems to happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. When it's negative, it has exactly the same, you know, effect and, and impact, you know, on, on your body, on your mind, you know, your spirit. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting, you know, what you said there. It's, you know, and a lot of people can, can take, um, you know, can, can find a lot of similarities in that, you know, where there has been times in life where one thing after another, after another, after another, mm-hmm. you know, and, and often or not, you know, we can sit there and go, why does this keep happening to me? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's very important, I think, in such moments to remember that these will pass. Mm. That's not forever. Yeah. This will pass because at the moment you feel like it will be just, it's an, an eternity. It will be forever with you. It will yeah. never stop, will never end, but that's not true. Yeah. Yes. So what did you do, you know, which, what was the, um, you know, that kind of the pinnacle you know, what certain things, you know, did you start to do that started mm-hmm. to change your mindset? Mm-hmm. You know, actually, at that moment, as I, I said, I started when I decided to go out of myself, so to speak, and mm-hmm. to seek help in the outer world, not because, as I told you previously, I was kind of person who was always helping. And I didn't get uh, a lot of help from other people because I never needed this. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a barrier for me to go and to seek help in the outer world. And for some reason, when I decided to do this, things and situations started to come into my life to lift me, to lift me up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would say one of the most important moments and people whom I met at that point uh, was a Tibetan monk. So again, by, by some unknown for me reasons, this Tibetan monk uh, came to Ukraine uh, from Tibet because mm-hmm. his lama told him to go and preach, preach in Ukraine. And we met actually because I helped him. Wow. Because it is, as I told you, <laughs> everybody was coming for seeking some sort of help. Like, okay, one more, one more person who needs help i will help him yeah. i will help you so i helped him and he said you know what i feel like you helped me a lot and i have to go to your city and uh, to do um not trainings lectures uh, okay. for free so if you would like to gather people together i will come and will share my knowledge with with you and with these people and he came to our city it was um, I think for a few days and he was doing lectures he was working with people in our city and uh, he taught me a lot so I, I started to all this information he gave me just started to sink into me and I started to be more calm I started I think what he did for me I, I broke this loop of negativity Mm-hmm. Because when you're closed in yourself, it's like a system under pressure and it's closed. Mm-hmm. Steam is not coming out. You will just burst out if you will continue. Yeah. And um, what happens, I think he helped me to break this negative loop. So at some point I started this, I broke this loop and I started to go upwards. Mm-hmm. And 
the effect is the same with positivity as with negativity too. So overall, it started to um, to add on, and uh, I just made my way out of this situation. It took me a while, of course. It was maybe half a year, nine months, closer to a year, I would even say. But somehow I found the strength, I found job, I found, uh, I bought apartments, uh, I we moved with my uh, son, uh, mom got cured. Uh, it was another mysterious moment because I managed to go to Israel uh, to ask, so to speak, for, for the higher, higher power for help. Yeah. And also through this monk, uh, I, I asked Tibetan monks to pray for her. Mm-hmm. And again, don't get me wrong, I'm not a religious person, not at all. Mm-hmm. I believe in higher power. I believe believe if you would if you would like in God in in spirit in soul, but I'm not religious mm-hmm. religious at all. Yeah. Some somehow it helped all together. Yeah. So she is fine now. And um my son is already 11. I got married the second time. Uh, so everything is fine. Life, yeah. life is going on. And um, what I wanted also to tell you that I think all these situations, they are coming our way in our life by purpose. Mm-hmm. And now when I'm looking at this situation, I thought to myself, there were there were times when you were able to learn this lesson at much more a much less ex, uh, less expense mm-hmm. so to speak but yeah. you didn't mm-hmm. so eventually life learned trained me mm. how to be the way i should be and um, what i also realized and i think it's very important because when we're in some sort of conflict with our relatives, with our parents a lot of times, or with our ex-spouses or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, we tend to to judge in black and white. Mm -hmm. But what I understood that all the people play a certain role in our life to teach us. And when I am not when I'm not learning what I'm supposed to learn, I am forcing this role on another person mm-hmm. to be not that good, to be this and that. So I learned to look in the mirror at myself first. Yeah. 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 I couldn't agree more. I think it's, uh, you know, I think what you've just described there is, is so true. And I think it's so important for people to understand, you know, very simple but very important key things you know that what you described there what you went through which sounds to me like you know you you went through a, a very um a period of depression and you know and, and amongst other things that were happening as well with families and partners and divorce and you know and being a mom and so on and so forth you know yeah, you know, these things, they, they, they take its toll after a while. You know, even just one of those things can really affect somebody. Yeah. Having these things happen consecutively as well, you know, all at the same time can have a real impact on, on someone. And, and it's really amazing what you described there because the one thing you didn't say, which I'm really happy, is that you didn't talk about any form of medication. What you talked about, you've met a monk 
a Tibetan mm. monk, you know, and interestingly enough, you know, I bet I met a, uh, you know, a Buddhist monk uh, also who has taught me so many things, you know, about, you know, mindfulness, meditation, you know, that mm. kind of the practice of, you know, love, kindness, tolerance, compassion. Yes. But first and foremost, for me, you know, that was the, the, the real, that was the, the, the penny drop, the aha moment mm. for me. It was the, ah, okay, because when you talked about helping everybody else, I've really related to that because it's so easy for me to just, and especially someone who, who is also, a, a, you know, a coach who loves to help other people, you know, who loves to see everybody else succeed. Mm. You know, it was getting to that point where there was a difference. There was a difference between me helping somebody and being a people pleaser. Yes. You see what I mean? And that's mm. where I found the difference between, because when I help somebody now, the effects are so different to yes. being a people pleaser. Because people pleasing then comes with expectations, which means yeah. I'm doing for you, I want something back. Mm-hmm. And what was happening each time I was doing that, and, and I'm not sure whether you may relate to this as well, is when I didn't get something back, I then got resentful. You know, and then I suffered off the back of that, you know, and I started to understand that, you know, I needed to look after me because that's my responsibility. I only have responsibility for me. And of course, you know, my daughters and, and my son, um, you know, but first and foremost, I have to put me first in order for everything else in my life to work. Did you find that as you're going through that journey and as you're working with, you know, with this monk and you're learning all about these things, did you start to see that for yourself? Yes, I would say that I'm more, again, mindful about what I'm doing and impact on people. I'm, I'm agreeing with you that we are responsible for ourselves and our lives, totally. And uh, unfortunately, in my coaching experience, I had a few, a few people who were not able to overcome, I would say, this habit. Mm-hmm. when I was trying to tell them that you're responsible for your emotions or mm-hmm. how your body feels, what are you doing with your body, treating or not treating with some substances, there are people who who can grasp it. They just they just don't want for some reason. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very bad because because I think so. Yeah. Um what I learned what I learned also, I would like to tell this, I, would, I learned a lot about forgiveness. Yeah. Because for me, it's, I think that's another, another very important uh, lesson I got from this experience. It was hard for me to forgive people. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe deep in myself, I already forgave them, but this, I had always, always this barrier to cross and to show them that I still care and uh, I'm not, I, I forgive them. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I learned to do this. I learned to do this and it's again, it, 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 you should just try this. There is no other way to describe this. And so people who, who hearing us, who are listening to us can understand this completely when you're reaching out to the world, when you're open, you're opening up, when you come to people who even offended you with respect, with love, 
another sort of love, I would say unconditional love, when somehow it 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 changes them too. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to act out, you don't need to explain anything. You you're explaining with your behavior and even more, not even behavior, because you can just be and be silent next to them. Mm-hmm. I think it's just another, from my perspective, it's another state of consciousness, mm-hmm. which is related to another state of and quality of your inner energy. Mm-hmm. And somehow people feel this, and more than this, this transforms them. Yeah. That's what I got from this, my times of turbulences, and yeah. that's, I think, one of the most important lessons for me too. And of course, I used to, sometimes I used to force my vision onto people that you have, you, ha- you have to be cured, so to speak. You have to be healed. You have to be in this mode. Now I'm just, it's, everybody has his or her or your own path, mm-hmm. time. So I, I can't do this with people. So I'm here. I'm like a resource of well, what I have. And if a person is ready to, to use this to to seek help to be cured okay if not it's okay too mm-hmm. yeah absolutely couldn't agree more i mean this is the again i i totally agree with what you're saying because previously and then it's something that even even today i have to work at these things because we're humans you know we we have these learned behaviors so especially people like us who love helping people and when you're watching somebody suffer there's nothing worse for me when somebody just doesn't get it or you know when somebody just it's almost for me that they just don't want to change you know they want to sit in that pain they want to sit in that suffering they want to be depressed they want to be anxious and Mm. whatever reason that may be previously I used to get so frustrated, you know, with, with that person. And as you said, almost try to force, you know, for them to, to want to change, you know, how can you not get this and then get really frustrated with them and, you know, and try to, yeah, I guess to what, what I've learned is to be unsympathetic. You know, yeah. that's what I was with. And actually it, I've come to learn as well, that that's actually very selfish because it has nothing to do with their needs. It was all about me, you know, it was to try and make me feel better because what yeah. they were doing made me feel uncomfortable, you know, and that was something that was really, really powerful for me, which I still continue to, to, to watch out for because there is that very fine line, isn't there? When you're trying to help somebody, you know, where, as you said, you've got to make sure that you stay in your lane, they stay in theirs. You know, you're in your journey, they're in yeah. their journey. And if they come to you for help, you give them whatever you need, you know, whatever the tools are, then they have to apply those tools, you know, and we can give them a push and a nudge, especially as coaches. You know, sometimes we have to, to, to steer them in the right direction. But effectively, when they leave your office or, you know, or they shut their computer down, whatever they do for that next week, whether it's the first or the last session, moving forward in life, it's completely their responsibility, right? And again, yes. back to you only have responsibility for you, you know? And it's almost like, you know, we shot ourselves when we said, you know, our mission statement is helping to change the world one person at a time. I was like, oh, man, you sure we were? Now, I understand that as you're doing, all you've got to do is just show them, you know, the the 
the give them the tools, you know, and, and up mm-hmm. after that, you know, all you can do, you can pray for them, you can, you know, you can wish them well and just send out good vibes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I guess from that perspective, you know, that's where I try to just um, put a boundary in place. Um, have you found that, you know, especially as you're working with clients now, have you found that you have to be a lot more boundary with yourself because of those kind of patterns of behavior? Yes. First of all, yes. Uh, I want to be associated and at the same time dissociated from them. Mm. So I have to have these boundaries. And for that, I have a few reasons. One reason is to be objective, what to help them in their life with their situation. I have to see the picture all together and I have to see it the way it is, not the way they see it, not the way their mom sees, yes, or husband or friend, but be objective uh, about this. Uh, the second is um, I have I have to maintain my resource, so to speak, mm-hmm. and to be able to help them. Uh, and for this for this reason, I have to a certain extent guard my boundaries. Um, and of course, the third one is, as you said, that I'm not taking in coaching clients who don't want to take responsibility on their lives. Because mm-hmm. if I take such people or if I show them that it's okay to lean completely on me, yeah. they will never take this responsibility for their lives on themselves. And that means they will never, ever change. Yeah. So I had in my early years of coaching in the very beginning i had a few times when people were asking to coach for somebody so they're not were not coming in coaching for them for themselves but for instance in one uh, situation mom was uh, asking for daughter to be coached in uh, the other situation husband was asking to coach his wife and being not very experienced coach i I said i knew that we were taught that don't do this sort of things because they don't worry. But of course, being me, I I thought I have to I have to try. <laughs> so I tried, and it it really it is really so because what happened when I was going to coach, for instance, this lady, uh, wife, she was not not at all um, ready for coaching. She was not ready to take responsibility for her life for her. Um, emotions on herself and this coach session failed and um, after that I had another one experiment so to speak Uh, Mm -hmm. I was trying to prove myself that I'm right but no I was wrong so (laughs) the one condition main condition that the person has to be ready to take responsibility for his or her life on himself or herself Mm. That's one when coach coaching is working. Is that uh, yeah, when it's mm. most effective, isn't it? And I think, you know, there's there is always that that kind of that um you know, that triggering someone where, you know, you know when they're ready they'll be able to, you know, to, to come to you and uh, and ask for so um talk to me about your because one of the things you mentioned which I which I, I, I want to touch on, you talked about higher power and you know and mm. um What's your, because you also talked about not being religious, you know, and, and I'm the same. I believe, you know, in a God, in higher power, you know, the, the world is just 
surrounded by energy. And I truly believe that what you put yeah. out there, you get back. How you yeah. are as an individual, you know, reflects on the people that, you know, surround you. If you're a positive yeah. person, you get surrounded by positive people. If you're negative, likewise, you know, it's the kind of that law of attraction. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your beliefs around that stuff. You know, yeah. I find that really, really fascinating. So I really want to get your your opinions around that and, you know, and, and your beliefs. Okay, thank you. I will try to explain. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm not religious, as you said, and as I mentioned before, uh, but I believe in higher power, or I call it God, because there is no better word to yeah. describe it. So you can call it whatever you wish, higher power, life force, I don't know, ki, chi, mm. God. But for me, it's the obvious reality, and for this, I have... At least I think so. I had a lot of evidences in my life. Mm. So as I said, I was pretty connected to this source from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And somehow I managed not to lose this connection. Though there were times now I can introspect and I can say, yes, there were times when I was in teenage years, when uh, I was so forced into this social dogma, mm -hmm. which was at that time in in, uh, in my country. But somehow I managed to keep this connection. And actually in my early childhood, I had a few experiences, which it was, it's it just, it's natural for me. It's just a, an obvious reality for me. I remember that I was sitting, I was maybe five or four years old even, I was sitting on the sofa and I was thinking, who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing here? What is life? Why am I, why am I, I'm me, not another girl in my class, for instance. Yeah. And suddenly I thought I was convinced for many, many years that I have read this in some sort of children book. But of course, in the Soviet Union, there were no such books. So what happened, I saw myself sitting on the sofa from the, out, from the outside, so to speak. And I also saw um, like a twin, my twin, yeah. uh, in, sitting in the lotus position. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw my parents, I saw my mom being pregnant with me. I saw my father, I saw when they were, what they were doing at that time in the park. They were walking along the the path and uh, I was I was thinking it's just a dream yeah or, or I have read this in some sort of book and many many years after that I asked mom were you there were you wearing this dress was you were you pregnant with me were you with my dad she said yes how do you know this we don't have any pictures we don't I, I said I just saw this yeah but there were a few times uh I had one dream which was re recurrent in mm. childhood, and I believe that was a, a dream which pretty much showed what I have lived in my life, including the collapse of Soviet Union and so on and so forth, mm -hmm. the birth of my child. Um, it's hard, again, it's hard to put into words because if you really believe, I can feel energies mm -hmm. you know, of people. And earlier days, I would be skeptic oh, I was skeptic about this mm -hmm. and I would be not that open to talk about this but nowadays it's just it's just natural it's just mm -hmm. reality for me yeah uh, I um, 
There were times like in all uh, other lives uh, when I I got help from nowhere in the situations which were pretty close to the end, to the death, for instance. Um, I I think I was experiencing some some uh, something like near death experience too a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So what it made for me or with me. And I'm not sure that everybody goes through these sort of things, but I used to, I used to be afraid of death, like everybody. Yeah. But after all these experiences, I just understood. I just took. I understood that death is part of life. Yeah. There is no death. There is no life. And it's for some reason it's so coming feeling, just like. Uh, what 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 the feeling that you're here. Not at, you have rights to be here. Mm-hmm. You have rights to be here. You're here on your place, and that's okay because you belong where you belong. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I believe. Yeah. So it's for me. It's just obvious reality. I have a child. He's eleven. He doesn't believe. Oh, he doesn't believe. He's not religious. Of course, he's reading. Uh, Bible. He was he was reading and um, watching some sort of programs, and he's saying, "How oh, you can't believe in this? Such I'm not believing in this. No, yeah. but I'm but I'm I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. I believe. I believe because because I felt this because I know this, not because I believe because for the sake of believing. Yeah, of course. I I believe because for me it's it's a reality. Yeah. And as you said, there was a shift in my pers- um, in my worldview when I understood that it surrounds us. It's not somebody who is sitting in the clouds somewhere in the heavens or whenever he or she sits. Yeah. Uh, that it's. Um, I'm, I'm very sorry. I, I forgot where I put my phone and it's, it started to ring, of course. So there was a time when uh, I understood that I can't even tell that it's everywhere because everything is made of, of the same stuff, of the same energy mm-hmm. in me, in you, in this desk, uh, in this chair, in this cup of coffee, in my son. So it's it's everywhere and nowhere. It's everything and nothing. Yeah, yeah. It is very interesting, isn't it? And I think it's. Um, I find I find this stuff fascinating because growing up, I I grew up in in a religious household, not in in the sense of you know Bible bashing and you know you're going to go to hell if you do this or if you don't do that. Not that kind of household at all. Mm-hmm. It was it actually was it was from a very loving place. And so the, the 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 teachings that I received were from an early age, and it was from my grandmother. You know, she was she was a really very religious person, but what how she she taught us about you know religion and those kind of beliefs were from a, a spiritual place. Mm-hmm. So even though you know in my family, you know, certain people they believe and, and they practice different forms of religion, and 
it's it's very interesting that there was never any judgment from her. You know, she's Catholic, you know, and and, and that was that was her thing, you know, and, mm. and she was happy with that. And the interesting thing was, you know, how she how she conducted herself with with other people, and and you know the the way that she lived life, the way that she helped other people you know that's one of the things I, I picked up from her you know they were kind of the values that I it, I it just they were just ingrained in me and and I held on to those things and as you mentioned about coming into your teenage years for me it was probably teen up until you know until I uh I'd probably say about mid-20s mid to late 20s mm-hmm. um I just went through a phase of like this stuff is rubbish you know and uh I Every now and then when I was going through my ups and downs from an emotional perspective, I'd dive into the self-help stuff. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, you mentioned about whether they're coincidences or just things that are meant to be. I would always be positioned where somebody would give me a book or somebody would say to me, go and look at this or go and watch this. And it would have that element of, it was almost like that message that it was something that my grandmother would say to me, you know? So I'd pick up the book and I'd read it and think, the first person I think of would be her, you know, and I'd sit there and I'd read these books or, or I'd watch a video or listen to, uh, you know, something audio. And I then start to learn. And all of a sudden I started to then just be a little bit more open to the fact that yeah. actually, you know what, there could be, whether it's a God or whether, you know, it doesn't matter what it is or who it is, as you said, you know, yeah. is there something? And the interesting thing is it took me up until I'd say two and a half years ago to really start to see it, you know, to really start to see these things. And at first it freaked me out because it was almost like, you know, you see some of these weird shows on TV where, you know, people are talking to the dead and it was almost one of these weird things, you know, it wasn't like the dead were talking to me or anything crazy, but just certain little coincidences, you know, I, for example, I might pray for something and, you know, and, and all of a sudden it was so weird because it, it was almost like it shouldn't really be happening and then something would happen, you know, and or a friend of mine would say something and, you know, it was like just weird little coincidence and little things that would happen or somebody would say something to me. And, um, for example, I'll give you an example. A very close friend of mine, like a mentor of mine, I was a few days ago, I was just going through a bit of some ups and downs and he said to me, I, I shared something very honestly with him, and I said, look, I'm really, really struggling. And he said, look, uh, he's, again, he's a very spiritual person. You know, he practices, you know, yeah. prayer and meditation. And he turned around and he, he just, we were just texting and he stopped for a little while. And he said, uh, he said, I just prayed for you. Oh. I said, God said, he's got a gift for you. And I, yeah. First thing, cause I was in, I was in a bit of a down, just wasn't feeling too good. And the first thing that popped in my head was, yeah, right. Mm. And I never say things like that. So I knew something wasn't quite right with me. So mm. I went to bed, you know, and, and I calmed myself down. And I kid you not, I woke up the next day. And the things I shared with him, so the things that I was, I was actually worrying about, um, it's almost like I just, my phone rang. And somebody almost like just gave me exactly what I was looking for. And mm. the first thing I did when I got off the phone, I said to him, oh, my God, you never guess what happened. And some people may be listening to this and go, oh, that's just coincidence. But how often do these coincidences happen? How many times, and that's what I started to realize for me, how many signs do I need? It's almost like they were just being plastered in my face. Mm-hmm. Look, you need mm-hmm. to do this. You know? It's like, you know, I have that connection. I used to call these things when I was a kid. 
and you talked about having that um it's like an astral projection you know yeah. just being able to see things and just being able and it was weird it happened to me when i was a kid and it freaked me out and you know every now and then you know i guess kind of growing up things would happen and i just perceived them as dreams it was just a dream and um now i'm starting to realize oh wow you know what it's incredible what our bodies can do you know it's incredible how we can connect with people you know to the point where for example with with my wife and i i kid you not (laughs) we would we're sitting next to each other i would say something and she really <laughs> think of the answer. It was it's ridiculous to that point. Just, you, don't, you don't understand. Well, yeah, and, I know. <laughs> right, so this is the thing, right? And I think to myself, okay, I've got to stop being ignorant here. Like there is, there is something much bigger than me yeah. in this world, right? What I also would like to tell the people who are listening to us, I wasn't the, all these, these things were happening to me, as you said, science. Mm. Uh, but I was always thinking that I think it's a well widespread belief, limiting belief that all these people who are spiritual, who are, who believe in God, they kind of weak people. It's not quite a, almost cuckoo <laughs> to <Yeah>. say. <laughs> yes. Uh, and after a while I got to the realization actually that's a real power that's real it's for real to be strong what it means to have this spirituality in yourself to have this power because it is power mm-hmm. but at the same time to choose to be positive to be as you want good mm-hmm. and to be gentle on other people mm-hmm. So yeah. to use this power in the proper way. Yeah. And for me, it's real power and real strength. Yeah, no, it really is. And, and one of the, the, the biggest things I have taken away from, from learning these things, you know, from engaging into, you know, prayer and meditation. Oh, oh my God, to say those two words, prayer and meditation, in the, one in the same sentence, but saying it live now as we're recording this, so this is going to be around forever. I would never say these things. Yeah, I know. I wasn't the same way. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and to say these things, you know, to talk about God and, you know, and a higher power and and all of these things, they would just never come out of my mouth. But for me now, there is an element of strength by being able to talk about these things. And what I found is that this is my personal strength. You can't take these things away from me. You know, these are my personal beliefs it doesn't mean i'm a martyr or i'm gonna go and start bashing people over the head and say this is what you must do that's not my business <laughs> what you choose to do in your life is completely up to you listen knock yourself out you know but um what i have found and what i always like to do is to just explain to people the benefits of these things you know mm-hmm. the benefits of spending a few few minutes you know just in meditation and in just kind of connecting and just asking for some guidance, whether it's a higher power, whether it's the world, whether it's just the earth or the energy around. Yeah, because you do, you know, we don't get goosebumps out of nothing. There's obviously something around us that's triggering these things. Yeah. So, you know, I always say to people, look, don't have to, don't let fear take over, you know, just allow the process to happen and see what happens. You know, go with the flow. Yes. Just relax, relax and and trust. That's essential too, because what we are doing, it's like 
uh, spasm. It's like a seizure. Basically, we're living our life being in seizures co constantly in yeah. fear, in anxiety, in depression, again, fear, mistrust. What we have to do to trust and to relax and go with the flow. And somehow, when you do this, just everything is coming together in the best way for you. Yeah, yeah. And it's so true, isn't it? Just allowing, just allowing, allowing life to happen, you know, as it's meant to. That's yes. the, the, the biggest lessons I've learned and continue to learn is to just accept. Acceptance was a real big thing, you know, that, that I've learned, you know, in Buddhism was one of these things that they talk about acceptance a hell of a lot. And because um, you talked about forgiveness and and yeah. acceptance pops into my head and acceptance is one thing, isn't it? Just to be able to not only just accept yourself for who you are and everything else and kind of falls into place with love, kindness, tolerance, forgiveness, but just accepting that, you know what? Your journey is here. Just yeah. go with the flow and experience it for what it is. Yeah. Yes. Enjoy. Enjoy the ride. And what I also would like to mention that when I am saying be re being relaxed and trust, I'm not saying that to be indifferent, like trust um, in being relaxed to the point when you're indifferent. Mm. Um, there is such a thing as relaxed intensity. So you ha you can be very relaxed and at the same time, uh, you can be very intense in your actions. So yeah. th this is, these are things which don't exclude each other. They're very good in combination, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I just want to ask you a question because I definitely want to touch on this one. What's yeah. your, um, do you have a, a daily practice? So something that kind of keeps you, you know, um, going, I guess, on, on a daily basis, keeps you positive and keeps you moving forward? Um, uh, I would say, I would like to say meditation, but I don't meditate the way, or I was meditating in the very beginning, like there was a sad period of time when I was meditating, but after all, I not even realized it just came to me again naturally. I'm kind of meditating every, every, almost every second of my day. So I can meditate while I'm cooking. I can meditate while I'm drinking tea. Yeah. I do always think about good things, what I trained myself, um, because our mind as monkey, we know all, uh, all know about this. And when my mind is going in some not unwanted for me direction, I am just saying, no, we are going this way. We are not going that way. Uh, what I'm working also from time to time, I'm doing self-coaching. So like, for instance, self-image, I think that's one of the most powerful uh, techniques in coaching is self-image. Mm -hmm. I'm usually adjusting it. I am working with the uh, core values because mm -hmm. I feel much more fulfilled and better and satisfied when I understand why I'm doing and when what I'm doing is... Um, um, aligned with my values and my core value. Uh, like I'm doing, recently I was doing guided meditation by Magali Pesha. It was actually a shamanic journey. Mm -hmm. She got uh, the shamanic uh, 
accreditation certification as i understood mm -hmm. and i just wanted i just out of curiosity was going to look into this and actually i came up with the very interesting discoveries and there was a very powerful message which once again convinced me that what i chose for myself is right and this message is about healing uh, other people about loving them about being patient and being gentle so mm. i i that's what i'm doing and it feels actually very nice <laughs> great um, i want to touch on um you do some taekwondo as well don't you oh yes yes i forgot this <laughs> idea i wanted to tell for on a positive i had cannot leave this podcast yeah. without talking to you about some martial arts <laughs> yes i'm doing yeah. so is that a huge passion um, uh, I would say now, yes, it's getting to the point when it's getting into the passion. I think I was, what, I was dancing. So I, I'm a girl, I was dancing, like, for many, many years. Right. And I was not actually thinking about doing martial arts, though. Now I think I was watching all the films with the... Which were devoted to martial arts, like for many, many times in a row. Um, so I always was curious about that, but it was more unconscious, I think. So once we were going to the grocery shop, actually, with my family, and I saw the choice taekwondo, and I went into this facility and I was going to enroll my child actually and then enrolled him and after that I I saw what he's doing and I thought to myself I felt that I have to try and I tried once and so now I'm almost a year doing taekwondo and I really enjoy that and I think it's more than just kicks and punches although it's <clears throat> very nice too because yeah. it's it's pretty much the same as you have, as we were talking about power, inner power. It's very nice and it feels actually very nice when you can uh, move your body the way you want. <clears throat> so when you can feel this power inside your body too, in your body. So I'm doing Taekwondo now for a year. Mm -hmm. And I feel that it's, as I told you, not only physical exercises, it's mental exercise focusing and discipline mm -hmm. and uh, there are people who are helping me with this my grandmaster and teachers and they have black belts and it's a certain type of um, beliefs too and philosophy mm -hmm. to that so i enjoyed being around these people yeah. i just enjoy i know that what i like the most in these people of course, we're all different, but it's a feeling of that they're having your back for some somehow, and you don't need to look back for being sure if if there is a a good person. I know they are good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. No, that's great stuff. So, talk to me. Talk to me about what happiness means to you. Once again, please. What happiness means to you? Happiness? Yeah. What happiness means to me? Uh, I think that happiness 
is a state of flow again. And it can, it can consist of many different things. And for everybody, I, I believe happiness can consist of their own bits and pieces. For me, it's family. For me, it's love. For me, it's understanding and that everybody around me is happy and healthy. And also, it's, um, it's a state of flow when my energy can flow freely to, to people whom I love, whom I care. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, I can stay in here and now without being, I, I mean, I, yes, I have passed and I'm thinking about my future, but the moments when you're completely in here and now, mm-hmm. uh, these moments are the best. And I think that's, that is happiness. So experience itself, experiencing love, experiencing life, experiencing joy. Uh, for me, it's happiness. Yeah. So I can... <clears throat> I mean, I like com- comfort, like all the people, I think. So, but for me, happiness happiness doesn't uh, lie in um, material things so much. So, I think with with some sort of creativity, and I have this creativity, you can live pretty comfortable in any country in the world, mm-hmm. in all the circumstances, if you have arms and legs and head and a little bit of creativity you can do this pretty easily material happiness or happiness for me is again state of flow and being in here and now with loved ones oh, that's yeah. lovely thank you and thank you. Listen, i just want to say thank you so much for for taking the time to to be here to speak to me and uh i really enjoyed it you know i really enjoyed spending this time with you and actually getting to know you a little bit more because you know i it's quite surprising some of the things that you came out with um yeah i just really really enjoyed and i hope that we can do it again yes and i just want to 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 ask if people want to find you and they want to talk to you either about Mm -hmm. you know um Enzo Real or Enzo Coaching or yeah. Enzo Style, where can people come and find you? Uh, they can go online, of course, mm-hmm. and we have websites for each of these projects, EnzoStyle.com for EnzoStyle, EnzoCoach.com for mm-hmm. EnzoCoach, and EnzoRealTV.com for EnzoReal. They also can, uh, they can find their email addresses, they can write to me or they can call me. My phone number is 240-422-7636. So please reach out. Always happy (laughs) to hear you, to help. Fantastic. Brilliant stuff. Once again, thank you so much for being here. And um, guys, listen, thank you so much for listening. And again, if you have any questions, reach out to, to, to Marie and she'll be more than happy to, to help you out, you know, whether it's coaching or whether it's Enzo style. And um, if you have any questions for, for me, as always, reach out to us, go to our website, www.happyaslarrygroup.com. Stay tuned for another episode and have an amazing day, amazing evening, afternoon, week, whatever you decide to do in your life, just do it well and do it with love. Have an amazing day. I will speak to you all very soon. Take care.